Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. You're now live on the Middleman Radio, and this is the Middleman Talk Show. You're listening to your boy Al. Who else we got? This is Kevin. What's happening, world? Hey, and this is Jen. Hey, everybody. Stranger. <laughs> hey, do I, do I have to say stranger danger? No, man. <laughs> stranger danger. Stranger danger. Hit the button on him, somebody. Don't talk at all. Since we ain't did it in a long time, I'm going to do it. Oh. <laughs> somebody got to hit it, man. All right, all right. Somebody got to hit it for the new year. <laughs> hey, I just want to wish I, I had to be the first. To all our listeners out there, man. Yeah, uh... This is the first show of the year. It is. It, it is. is the first show of the year. It surely is. Well, happy New Year, everybody. It yeah, it is. We didn't do a show last week. That's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, 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 we're actually breaking in 2020 with a very good show. Great energy. Ha-ha. Okay. Shout out to our man, Nick Eaton, out there, too, man. Uh Nick about to fly out to New York City, being about 50, 50 feet of snow, make him a couple yep. of snow angels. He'll be all right. <laughs> While it's 70 degrees down here in the south. Man. Let's tell him say it's going down, baby. <laughs> What's going on, Al? So today, man, like, really, really this week has been uh, an interesting week, you know, Definitely now uh, the House has submitted everything to the Senate for uh, the impeachment hearing to begin to half again. And so hopefully by Tuesday we're looking into actually moving forward with more of what's really going to be given out as far as the beat of the impeachment hearing. Some of the information has been presented out. 
But I can't wait to like it, it, it really gets started, the interviews get started, and hopefully the people that actually uh, need to come uh, to these hearings actually show up this time. Because some of the people that really I don't think that they're going to allow witnesses. I don't think they I don't think it's going to go that far. I don't think that they're going to allow witnesses. I think that this will pass through the Senate and nothing will happen. And it's just a big fat waste of time. And you know what, then, like, my wife and I, we've been saying that, man, like, oh, it's like he's untouchable right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I think it's, it's I like exactly like he said, that he could murder someone in the middle of Times Square and no one would care. He said that. He said that. Yep. My question is, that. how much money are they wasting for this particular endeavor? Mm. A lot. A lot. There, there are, to me, because we all knew that nothing would come of it, there are bigger issues that are at hand, just like the pharmaceutical companies, just like um, the, uh, um, uh, you know, that right now that they have, they put on hold until after this trial, you know, whether or not um, they're going to eliminate Pre, uh, pre-existing uh, conditions from Obamacare yeah. or our current Medicaid oh, yeah. system, um, you know, the environment is in trouble. There are so many issues that Congress, I not only blame uh, that man, uh, Trump, I blame the Congress and the Senate. They don't pass laws. They're not on their P's and Q's. They're not, you know, getting involved. You know, I blame them. I really do. And they need to get on the ball and start really looking at how America is suffering because of their indifference and their lack of initiative in passing laws and getting really in the nitty-gritty of how average Americans are living now. Minimum wage needs to be looked at. There's so many issues. And then also, too, speaking on to uh, Mississippi, you know, Jay-Z and Yo Gotti, you know, uh, held a rally down at uh, Parchment, uh, Mississippi, at the uh, the prison down there because of the unfair and unsanitary conditions that have been going on down there. There have been several deaths um, at the facility that have still been left unexplained to the families down there. So if we can address that, we can address uh, the education to prison pipeline as well. So we won't have to worry about all of this. Uh, people need help. Mm. I'm wondering if they had to use that power of celebrity in that fashion with those particular people to bring light on that situation. Um, you have enough. You you should have enough star power. And I know a lot of people don't realize the current stars that are from Mississippi, and it shouldn't have to be about right. stars. It should be more about politicians. Correct. Politicians should be the ones that should be the lead on this because number one, regardless of someone going to prison for, you know, whatever they went to prison for. Um, we're supposed to be a leader in the world as far as what humane means when you lock somebody up. Even though we're the number one um, developed country in this, on this planet to lock people up. More prisoners than anybody right. else on the planet. But right. when we do lock people up, it shouldn't be in a fashion where you wouldn't even keep your dog in. And that's what we're looking at when we're looking at the prison system in Parchment in Mississippi, which is crazy. Right. I don't know how I feel about I don't know how I feel about Jay Z them leading leading the charge on that man. I really don't. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, like, well, we, we, if, if they know. can lead the charge all they want to, 
But until people get behind them and say, I'm not That's taking right. this, then nothing right. is ever going to happen. One of my favorite quotes, I guess, is from, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen a movie it was produced by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think in like the early 90s. It was called The Vernon John Story. But basically, um, Vernon John's in his last speech at um, in the Montgomery Baptist Church or whatever, the one that became famous by Martin Luther King, he says that mm-hmm. stuff happens to black people because we allow it to happen. They kill us, they put us in prison because we allow it. And the moment that we won't allow it anymore is the moment that things will start to change for us. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. We definitely going to have right. to make make changes in our community, but the biggest part of that is education. If we're not educating the people in a proper manner, we won't know how to lead the charge of our own to change everything that's around us. We'll be stuck in the same scenario and situations for years to come. So that's something we definitely right. have to do uh, with the youth. Y'all know how I feel about that. Grassroots is the way to go. You have to start at the bottom to change the top because our top are already setting in situations, and they're really not worried about anything except what they have going on. Correct. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Hey, man, hey, what I, I can tell right now, it's going to be a powerful, powerful year for the Middleman Talk Show. I mean, y'all feel the energy that we're putting out right now on these topics, even though we ain't even covering that. But what we can do is we can get into what we're going to talk about today. And today we're talking about Euroship. I know a lot of y'all saw that that title and was like, what in the world are they talking about now? Right, what is that? Euroship, European, yeah, I mean, hey, we're going to break it down for you. Uh, the European mind state of relationships in black America. Current pop culture is examining black love and what it means to relationships in our community. The boundaries of most Western relationships are defined by each partner being monogamous. For those that don't know what the monogamous, monogamous, like I can, oh, Lord, I'm over here, Steve Harvey. Monogamy, I help you out. <laughs> okay, okay. That means you got one partner. Um, however, today, we want to explore, is monogamy natural? Or is monogamy a European idea forced upon us and our culture? Uh, that we have to adapt and haven't evolved from it. Um, was it an economic design? Was it for our population control? And, you know, when we say population control, y'all know what we're talking about. Uh, we will also discuss how this mind state of relationships affects our beliefs, morals, values, and we pass it on to the next generation. All right, we're going to talk about that tonight. We passed that on so much. Well, let, let's get into this because I'm, I'm very interested in this conversation. Um, hopefully, all of our listeners out there, if you want to get in this conversation, the phone number to dial is 516-387-1542. Press that number one if you would like to get in this conversation. We're, our lines are open tonight uh, if you would like to talk with the Middleman Talk Show tonight. I got my talk show voice on tonight, Al, to hear me over here swagging. Hey, we ready, man. Hey, you ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I missed off, so we, we're going to get right into it. First of all, um, what we're going to do, we have a clip by Sister Betty Shabazz. Not Betty Shabazz. What's her name? What's her name, Jen? I was about to call her Betty Shabazz. I know her name um, is Sister Shabazz. It's Sister Shabazz. I'm not Shabazz. sure of her first name. But it's not Betty. That's, yeah. that's Malcolm's uh, uh, wife. Yeah, I'm about to holler. Shout out, shout out to Malcolm X in the family. Yeah. But um, we're going to start this clip off. This is what sparked the idea of this particular show. And uh, we want y'all to pay close attention. And it, it, 
hopefully it opens up open up your mind and it may be a thought process uh, to get this conversation going. So we're going to go into this first clip, the idea of cheating. And he told it to me. Do it cheat on me or walk oh, well, on me? See, that's what I'm saying. We have to get into definition. Who told us that was cheating? Where did that idea come from that that's cheating? And I'm not saying that a lot of men are, are not just running around. I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. But if a woman finds out that her man has been with a woman while she's been with him for three or four or five years, that's a serious commitment and relationship. And if it hasn't taken anything from me, if I'm not going short of anything, and if this is what he thinks his responsibility is, then what kind of hell are you going to go through to prevent that? Since we cannot stop him, we have not been successful. The white woman has not been successful in stopping the white man from having another woman. They called them a mistress. We pick up a lot of that terminology. But a man who has two women, that's not necessarily a mistress. That's just his other woman. Now, we got two choices. We can be the woman or the other woman. You know, we don't have but those two. Now, no, we don't like that. I don't like that. You know, but that's the reality of our life at some point. Now, it's up to the man. But every about, man doesn't want to women, about, but those that do, they're going to do it. What about our morals and our religion? Whose religion? Whose morals? Not our religion, because we're not practicing the religion of black people anymore. That was taken from us. We don't have our morals anymore. That was taken from us. So whose idea are you representing when you stand up for those values? Not ours. Somebody else's. Some other nationality. And it may work for them. But it doesn't work for us. It hasn't worked for anybody, really. But nobody wants to deal with the truth. Monogamy was only created because of the economics of it. Mm. I know some sisters out there that may have listened to that clip and like, no, y'all did. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. I mean, that, to to me that was a that was a deep thought process because you know we've done shows on this particular talk show where we were talking about cheating, uh, different aspects of cheating, right. you know, right. how simple or how complex it can be. But we right. never explored who taught us this, and what is it? Is it the right way that we go about looking at cheating or relationships? How we conduct ourselves within the midst of a relationship? She brought up a very right. interesting I, point. Go ahead. Right. Um, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Like, um, it definitely it definitely makes you think. Um, you know, makes you want to think in that particular concept as far as the knowledge and teachings and morals and values that have been bestowed upon us that has just been passed down from generation to generation. Like, where did that come from? Who started that? Like, what made it right? What made it wrong? Uh, was it based on uh, laws at that time? Was it based on religious beliefs at that time? Was it just based on, um, you know, a person saying that this is mine and this not yours? You know, because everything has something that it goes back to. Uh, but to point out as far as uh, what she was saying, like who bestowed that on us, uh, what makes it cheating, um, I had to think about that. I had to really uh, figure out what I would say is my definition of what I feel cheating is. And so what I said last night to my wife was, I feel like my definition of cheating is having a relationship with someone, but also having another relationship with someone behind whoever your main person back is. And it really don't have to be your main person. 
because like right it's like you're hiding something but it's my thought process the thought process that has been taught to me mm-hmm. so that's the question in which I had to go back and look at my definition about is it based off of the beliefs in which my parents and grandparents gave me and I know the way my grandmother thought, you know, she thought from a religious uh-huh. standpoint. You know, she's a devoted Christian. You know, you always, right. like, if you were married to a woman, you are with that woman. You are not with nobody else. You know, anything outside of that is infidelity. You know, so, yes, that that has been brought towards me. But she did bring up an interesting standpoint. Go ahead, Go ahead no, no, I, I, um, I was just gonna say that not only monogamy was taught to us culturally, religiously. Most, most, you know, right. African Americans, most of us are Christian. However, culturally, cheating is a norm. Cheating where you have a husband and he has the side chick, and you have your wife, and you know, um, I, I don't know if any of you guys follow. Uh, there, there's a new show that's out about Huntsville, Alabama. It's called. Love yeah. and marriage in Huntsville, and you I know, and they talk about this respectful cheating, where you know the husband, as long as he's respectful and the wife is not privy to the dishonesty, then it's all right. And that's another aspect that's taught to us culturally too. A lot of you know the deacon mm-hmm. in the church, you know, he's got the woman on the yep. side, but he's, you know everybody knows his wife. You know, that's the main girl, but it's accepted that he has you know these other women. And it's it's forced polygamy, almost. Um, you know, when somewhat sometimes a woman is privy and sometimes uh, she's not. And when she is privy, she either you know fusses about it or, or turns the other way. But that that is also an aspect of our culture too. Right. I thought I was going to bring Go up ahead, a point with this, Al. Okay, can you hear me now? Um, I I was speaking on the situation with uh Tritch. From Naughty by Nature, him okay. and his relationship with uh, with Pepper, and he was just right. talking about how how they uh, they had a, a good marriage, uh, basically an open marriage, and they was asking him how did the, the marriage end? It was over cheating. Was it over cheating? He was like yes and no. Uh, from from how he stated it, basically they had a girlfriend. Key word: they had a girlfriend, and he felt as once Pepper and the girlfriend start going off on their own, doing their own thing. He felt like, okay, now you're cheating on me because we all have an understanding of our relationship. So once he felt like that happened, that's when the divorce happened. So when you look at even how we're taught to think about relationships, even with open relationships like that, um, it can end in a bad way if, you, you know, if somebody do step to the side and say, hey, this is what we're doing over here, and you stay over there, and then when we get together, we're all cool. I, I don't know if that'll work, especially with how we've been conditioned to think as far as with marriage, like you said, Jen and Al. You get one wife, and that's it. 
A lot of people, a lot of people either practice that's polynamory. Um, a lot of people practice that, or they practice polygamy. But a lot of people are dishonest about it because of the the social shame of it, of having a, a relationship outside of the construct of what's accepted in Western society. Um, right. Look how many people, like I said, they they know their husband has another woman, and they turn the other way. Well, that's you're in a polygamous relationship, but 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 uh, you know they're not honest about it, and they don't get the full benefits of that type of relationship just because they feel restricted because they don't want to be honest because it's a taboo thing in our society. Would, would right. you so, feel? Would you so not as a woman, Jan? Would you feel comfortable with that? Like, like having another Jennifer, woman. Jennifer, Jen, how Jen is. Jen. Jen is too jealous to have a, you know, I'm too crazy to have a, you know, a, a polygamous or a polynamorous, you know, relationship. You do something different or move different or do something outside the scale, you know, Jen going to flip out. But, however, <laughs> I, I view poly- <laughs> how I view polygamy is how I view, how can I say this, is how kind of I view communism. It's it, the concept of it. It is not really bad. Heck, I wish I had somebody, a sister wife, to help me with the kids. Or when I don't feel like dealing with my husband, she can go deal with them. Or if you know, uh, the cook the dinner. You know, she cooked dinner on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, and I got the uh, you know Mondays and Tuesdays. I, you know, it's right. not <laughs> the concept of it. It's not foreign. And also pulling our money together, you know, what if I had another wife, you know, a whole other income to come into the household, you know, that's a lot of money being saved. However, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be, you have to be that type of person. I think the, the, the badness, not, I don't want to say bad, but the tabooness comes in when we talk about the sex part. Can you share yeah. your partner sexually? And I think, you know, right. I could, I'm, I'm, I could share the kids, I could share the household responsibilities, the cooking and the cleaning, but I don't know if I, <laughs> if I could share the bedroom. And, but you know what? When you look at Jen, other societies. Jen, hold on, hold on, Jen. Jen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. Jen, before you get too far. Hold that thought, hold that thought. Uh, we do have a caller that wants to chime in with us tonight. Caller 7280, you're live with the middleman. What's your thought? Uh, yeah, I just find it very interesting when these um, conversations come up because we live in a patriarchal society. And so the only people who institutionalize these concepts are men. And the only time where there seems to be a problem is when women go outside of that concept that they specifically have in their mind, like the example you brought up earlier with them having the whole little group thing going on. But then he felt like it was a violation when the girls went off and did things on their own, not to say that he didn't go off and do things on his own. And so when it comes to eating and even just reading the whole little preview before the show, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so pretty much a man has a problem with his own creation. Hmm. That's interesting. That's all that's interesting. That's interesting. Now, can I ask you a question? The rules should have been more clear. The the rules should have been more clear. Just like yeah, I agree. Yes, we have a concept. However, 
this is specific mm-hmm. for people with penises, and this is specific for people without penises. Okay. Hannah, got a question for you. Now, would you? How, how would you feel about a relationship like this? Like, like we said, we've been conditioned to think this way. Would you? Would you be open to a relationship where uh, there was multiple people involved? Personally, um, honestly, I do not feel like, especially here in America, <laughs> our uh, healthcare system is that a place where I would trust everybody to in order to yeah. do that. I don't feel like our economic system is in a place where I would trust everybody in order to do that either. And the way people are just walking around, it's like, I don't know. I would really have right. to trust the people. Really have to trust the people. So, and I get that because, like, mm-hmm. trust is a big factor with a lot of things in which we touch every day. Um, especially, you know, with the people who we work with because we don't share certain things with certain people who are outside of our circle. So to bring in another uh, person or uh, or another couple, and, you know, up under your umbrella, like that's a lot of trust that you would have to have in those people. And I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, uh, thank you for your comment as well. Uh, definitely some great points. But I do feel like uh, people would definitely have to spend some time really to get to know each other if that's something in which they want to embark on. Because that is that is a lot. <laughs> I think of, I think men now that cheat, you know, that want the concept of multiple women could not handle mm-hmm. the responsibility or the rules of polygamy. Um because, you know, if you look at Islam or if you look at other cultures where, you know, this is practiced as a norm or even like, you know, Mormons, um, you know, the men have a responsibility where they just aren't like out there sexing all these women and having them in these places and they get to sex them. These are their wives. I mean, they have to take care of each wife equally in order to take on this responsibility. And if they cannot... They don't get an extra wife. And, you know, now you see where guys just want the concept of being sexually satisfied of having, you know, multiple women, but how many in our society take on the responsibility to that other woman? You know, now it's the the shaming of the the side chick, you know, where, you know, you're a side chick. They're, you know, the bottom of the barrel, which I think they are, but, you know, they're the bottom of the barrel, However, you know, the men who who get these side chicks, why isn't it pressed upon them to take care of those women as equal and show as much respect to them as they do their wife? Hmm. Hmm. And, you know, when we was conceiving this show, I think we did talk about how would it be if the roles were reversed, thinking about how would yeah. men react to the same thought process and it really makes you sit back and think. I think some men, uh, it's kind of hard because of the way that we're wired, uh, the way that we think, the way that we act and how mm-hmm. we are amongst each, amongst each other. Uh, it may be hard for us to have one woman, but I've seen relationships like you were talking about earlier, Jen, where it could be one woman and multiple men. I, I don't know what they call that, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, polynamorous or whatever it is. But just just the idea of like you said, and you you alluded to it as far as as a man, knowing that you're sharing 
your woman with this guy and this guy, how, how I, I don't think our mind, it, it would blow our mind, but it's like I, women are more open to that because, you know, you guys can work as a group, like you said earlier, you do the laundry, you do this, you do that. I think brothers can, men can do that, but not on the level that a woman can. I mean, we weak. <laughs> I agree. Most I mean, women, that's what I said, that. that a lot of women don't aren't honest with themselves. You know, a lot of women mm-hmm. have been in a, a polygamous relationship. How many times have we been cheated on and forgiven our significant others, knowing that there was another woman, knowing that she was present, and we just either accepted it, looked the other way, and then sometimes, you know, we do walk away. But how many women are more capable of staying than, than men are because they can accept, they can get past it and they can accept it, knowing that, you know, yeah. your husband may have been in another relationship with someone uh, other than yourself. So, so do you think it's like maybe genetics or DNA as far as our ancestors that may have had multiple wives before we got enslaved you think you know you think that's the reason why women could operate like that or is it more so just the makeup of a woman period it just depends i I think that you know now you have women that you know as, as time you know the new millennial women um you know the young ladies of today a lot of them walk away and they don't stay um, it's just not in their nature. A lot of them are embracing different types of relationships outside of, you know, the norm. But I think that culturally, mm-hmm. like if we went back to where our ancestors were, you know, it is something in us to be sharing and nurturing and to be caring, um, you know, in our relationships. Um, however, it's a displacement because even though this might be inside of us internally, the, the mm-hmm. what's happening externally isn't matching. Like, you know, your right. husband, if he has this other relationship, he's not doing his part or being honest or being upfront or doing what he has to do. And so there's missing aspects of it and which throws the whole dynamic off. If someone was honest hmm. with themselves and they could accept, because a lot of people, like I said, are doing it anyway and said, instead of fighting this girl or going to social media and cussing her out and stuff like that. Heck, we're both sleeping with them where no one's going anywhere. And just like I gave the example of that show, Love in Huntsville, um, Alabama, um, the main mm-hmm. character on that show, he gave, he carried on a four-year affair with the same woman. Why not pull their economics together and go ahead and live together and have a girl come over and help out with the kids and the, and the household and everything else since you're apparently neither one of them are going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, um, we do have and a also clip. Too, uh, Kevin, also, too, Kevin, yeah. before you play that next clip, because I know where you're going, uh, <laughs> we also got to think mm-hmm. about like, the male ego to the side of this as well, too, right? And so um, even with the whole, um, you know, the uh, like the gender role and the stereotypes where, um, you know, guys, well, not all guys, but there has been a statement or a comment that everybody has heard that, you know, a lot of men don't want to marry a woman who has had a lot of sexual partners. But that's like a double standard because those are the same guys, and I'm not trying to put all guys in, in this book, but those are the same guys who have had multiple sex partners, and so why can't that standard be put back on them? 
And so I, you know, all of that contributes to that in which I see. Um, and so, uh, right. Kevin, you can go ahead with that next clip, but I just wanted to put right, that well, out there in regards to that. Set, set up this brother polite clip, because I know when you talk to me about it, I mean, just give, mm-hmm. give our listeners an understanding of what this clip, just set it up, because, I mean, I, I know you got a great way to break this one down. Well, this is um, Brother Polite. He's a, a, a Pan-African-American um, teacher. He also has several businesses, um, but he is a person who uh, practices polygamy. He has multiple wives and also courts uh, two to three other women. Um, he do have children by a few of them. And this clip explains um, how his relationships work um, and what they do within their marriage. What happens in this relationship is every wife is a contributor of the family. We say love is law, family is business. So we treat our family literally like a business, right? And so when you come into the family, say our last name is Atum. This is the Atum family, Atumre family. So we want to know what makes you want to be an Atumre because we're looking to upkeep our family name as the business that it is, because we understand world over, whoever rules the world, they rule it by bloodline, whether we call them the bankers or we say the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers, we know these are powerful families. We know the bloodline. Even in the presidency, we know a lot of the president's blood is linked to British Parliament. We know that a lot of the presidents are actually blood-related somehow with each other down the line. Uh, through research, so we know there's strength in family. And if you want to destroy people, you destroy them from the inception of their family first. There's nothing an individual can do as powerful as they can get done with the grouping of the family. So we say family is business. And therefore, when it's time to get a new wife, we need to know how reciprocity can take place. How can this arrangement be mutually beneficial for both parties? We may need somebody to help out with the homeschooling and to run a business that needs an extra hand, whereby that particular woman, we have to also make sure we can fulfill her needs for what she's coming into this relationship with or for. Mm. Powerful, Al. So as you can see, yeah, as you can see in that clip, you know, he was speaking from... You know, I took it as if he was speaking from an economic standpoint. And as far as building wealth uh-huh. and growing, um, you know, uh, value to what you have as a family, uh, to be able to pass something down. Um, and I get that. I get that. Uh, more power to him. You know, more power to him. I feel like if, you know, like the whole, um, you know, even the phrase, it's like it takes a village. You know, he's actually creating a village for his family right now. Uh, now you have some people that agree with you You got some people that don't agree But you know There are people out here who are actually practicing And they are Okay with it uh, But it's not for everybody It's not It is To me the way that the brother just broke it down You know it, it goes against Everything that we've been taught in America And correct, We will struggle with each other For years and not even look at the concept, like like Jim was saying earlier, have somebody else come in. When you bring that wife in, she is a business partner. You know, I mean, when I look at certain villages in Africa and different places on the world, on this on this planet, that people do have multiple wives, I wonder if that's the thought process, or is, is it all about, see, I, 
our mind state sometimes may go directly to a sexual <coughs> understanding of that relationship, not the business aspect mm-hmm. of the relationship. Correct. Uh-huh. So Correct. If, if we have a relationship where as we come in and, you know, we're, we're building, like you say, we're building for our future. We're building for right. our children. Um, I think it'd be, it could be a powerful thing for our community, whereas, you know, once that you, you, you make that foundation, really, how can your family fall once you build a foundation with that type of, of understanding that we all have a purpose in this relationship, including the wives and children? How can you really fall with that? I just think it's interesting what he said, you know, like look at the aspect, you know, you might have a wife and she's the, the child care person. Um, <clears throat> look how much money you would save in child care. Everybody knows that child care is one of the most, it costs more uh, to send someone to daycare than it does to, to put someone through in-state tuition in America. So if you had right. someone, one of the wives who, you know, stayed at home and, you know, they homeschooled and took care of the children, that's a lot of money back into the home. And, you know, you had someone to help clean and cook uh, and you had, you know, someone, you know, wives that worked and you all pulled your income together. Like I said, I, it's not for me. But I view it as like the almost how I view communism. Like it's the concept of it is is actually almost beautiful. Um, the concept of family and oneness. Um, I don't know with how I am if I'm that mature to get past the sexual part. Because mm. you really have to be a mature yeah, person. That's right. <laughs> and you yeah, you really yeah. have to be in a in a total different mind state where the sexual part is is just a secondary act for procreation and also for friendship um that everybody is a friend and everybody is a family and that that's just a part of it and to disenfranchise yourself from the the jealousy part of i don't know if i could do that but you know hey if you can more power to you yeah. Hey, uh, Jim, we do have our caller back again. Caller 7280, what is your comment? Matter of fact, before we get your comment, what is your name? Mimi. What, what's your name? Yeah, what's your name? Mimi. Mimi. Okay, I didn't. Mimi, okay. Mimi. Go ahead with your comment, Nene. I, I hate to call people by caller, caller. That's so generic. But uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I see something that's sparked your mind. Yeah, once again, like, I, I love the concept of, like, it takes a village, but, like, what if I need, like, a, a strong band to come in and be the plumber to be a part of this village, you know what I'm saying? Great like, question. I, I don't Great remember question. him saying anything about that, mm-hmm. like, you know, bringing right. in the different wives and everything, but what if a wife met somebody during her grocery shopping right. and I was just like, you know what, I noticed your car making a real riggedy sound. I know a lot about cars. Right. That's something that can ask that village. Will he be open to that? Probably not. And I'm glad and you And that's said where that. the problems come in, at least as far as conceptualization mm-hmm. for me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, man. Well, man, I couldn't share that's anyway. True. That's just not me. That's, that's not my bag at all. I can't share. I'm selfish. So it's got to be all mine. Just mine. But for... <laughs> When I hear about these stories with people and then even when sometimes when people go into moments of distress within these types of relationships, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm often confused. Like, well, I thought this was such a high-oiled wheel going on here. I thought everybody was strong together. 
well, how come we can't, you know, bring everything to the center and back out again so that everybody's on the same page instead of just me has to be in the center? And then another thing I thought about while listening to that clip was, now what if you just got into a car accident one day? Mm-hmm. What are all these women, all these kids who are following you, depending on you, what are they supposed to do now? They're going to have to replace them. As simple as that. All of them together? That's, that's a great question. Even with the comment that she brought up earlier as far as if she wanted to bring in a person who was a plumber, meaning that, i.e., I cannot fix toilets or any type of sink in the house, um, am, am I as a man going to be okay with it? Like, because, like, you have to look at it from both sides. Got to look at it from both sides, and I haven't. Well, I, I need to do more research to see if there is a matriarchy to where the woman has that situation, uh, to where she has multiple husbands. I haven't came across it yet, but I would love to see if there no. is uh, something know, out there I like that. But I haven't seen it. Like, oh, so we talking about village? We talking about family as a business now. If that's right. the case, then Can I bring in somebody we need in? to bring right. in Right. Not just a right. bunch of different women to have in a bunch of different kids to take care of. No, let's bring in right. some other breadwinners that can contribute mm. to the cause. And I think I'm, they go through the, the, the concept that men... Oh, go ahead, Kevin. No, I'm gonna just be honest with y'all. I don't. I don't think there's there's not a lot of men that could handle that type of situation. Whereas you have to deal with multiple men. I mean, it all depends on. I ain't gonna say it all depends on. It's it's really like I said. Even just the concept of this show, the mentality, the mind state. Mm -hmm. We would have to go through a transition that would be beyond our comprehension right now to even explore a relationship like that because we've been so conditioned where you have a dominated situation with men at the top of everything. Even though in our so our, our homeland, the women were on top of a lot of things. So it, it's more so where we've been conditioned to think like this. And, and I think so that most is, men, like in our society, most men are raised to believe that they are the leader of the family unit. So if you brought in mm-hmm. another man, it would be hard to... It, two people can't root, you know, like, you know, only one, it's only one captain. So, you know, there would be a struggle unless he was not an alpha male. There would be a struggle, you know, with who was going to be the captain and who has ownership. You know, I don't, you know, agree with it, but, you know, that's just how kind of by nature we were, you know, um, um, raised. And I, and I know she, um, Mimi had an interesting thing, like if he died, you know, what would happen. And, you know, biblically, when that happened, you know, you see in the Bible, uh, like the brother, the brother would take the wives or the uncle Mm -hmm. or the father or or someone, they would just inherit the wives. Uh, Since we're not set up that way, it would be interesting to find out from people that practice that, what do they do in in modern times? What do y'all think about the concept of this? Even the way that we're talking about this type of situation, when you look in nature itself, you have, you may have a whole lot of lioness in the wilderness, and you have one lion, and he has multiple women in there. I've really never seen just even even in nature outside of nature. I've never seen a situation where there was multiple men 
ruling that pack. I really haven't seen that. That's true. That's true. Penguins are penguins are monogamous. Penguins are monogamous. Penguins. Yeah. They they don't they don't count. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying that uh, we are not animals. You know what I'm saying? We have jobs. We have feelings. We have places. No, no, we animals. We animals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, No, 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 no. Not in that sense. sense. If that's the case, you, you know, go ahead, you know, donate all your clothes, get rid of all your electronics. Like, if it was just about, like, for lions and lionesses, it's strictly about procreation. You know what I'm saying? It's not mm-hmm. whether or not they like True. them more or not. It's about procreation. But that's not True. it for human beings. True. I, I still say well, the Bible didn't say you ought to be fruitful <laughs> Um, well, you know, well, that's an interesting that. concept about the animals because if you think about it, it's the same. Like a lion needs more lioness so they can bring in more meat and they need to have more babies so they can live so their bloodline keeps on so their, uh, I don't know what they call their packs or whatever, you right. know, continues on. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to the National Geographic. But they, you know, they... Um, <laughs> You know, I, I I don't know. You know, if it's that different. You know, when for, from the concept that the guy was speaking about on the clip. Yeah. I mean, well, if there was no such thing huh. as economic or even like the law or domestic law, then fine, great, we're animals. But there are those such things. So no, maybe not, or at least not in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mimi, we do appreciate you for coming again. Um, we got another clip we're about to get into and uh just to set this one up, y'all. Oh God. <clears throat> We've been villainized enough in America. Uh young man by the name of what's his name from Florida? Smile, smile, come on. What's that boy name? Lil Duval. Got yeah. a song called Black Man Don't Cheat. But recently a celebrity by the name of Lonnie Love said that all of us ain't hitting on Jack Squat. So let's get into this because I mean, I don't know if there's a good end cap to this whole conversation because I think it's a powerful conversation that we're having. But we're gonna end it with this one right here. Let's let's go into Lonnie Love, y'all. Let's see what this crazy lady was talking about. I don't speak <laughs> for the black community, but I do think that a lot of black men they really don't know how to have true, faithful relationships. They think because they have money, because they have power, that they can treat women any kind of way. Lonnie Love is saying things. And that is something we need to work on. That money and power does not mean that you can just do whatever you want to do. I think that means so many cultures. That is the whole machismo thing. Like, that is... That goes across the board, but I'm going to say... It's not across the board because what is happening is that we are still dealing with the point of slavery and we are descendants of slavery, and because our families were broken up, we still do not have an idea of wh- how to have together families because our families were broken up. Yeah, and I until we really from start... From that perspective, I absolutely... Right. Have, I, 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 right. I, 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 welfare reform in the 60s yeah. and 70s, like, it's a, this is a long 
Mm. So when you get, when you hear, because uh, I want to say, when you hear Joe Button say, you know, well, you know, he works so hard, it, it's not a bad thing. He's saying, you know, Kevin don't want to be poor no more, okay? So he's like, I, let me go out here and make this money because I don't want to go back to where I was in right. Philly. What he was saying was he was using it as an excuse, and we modernize it and say, but that's not, no, but what he, you got to understand the whole psychology behind it. That's the reason why he's working so hard, because he don't want to go back to where he came from, because then he'll lose the power. And he'll then lose working so hard is affecting his relationship. Exactly. Yeah, so it is a conundrum. Man, she was all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> I, I don't know how y'all feel about that. I, I I'm tired of being demonized. I'm so tired. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree with it at all. But that's that's the that's the idea that they're pushing. Um, they're pushing that we're not good fathers. We're not good uh, men in relationship. We're not good at anything. Um, man, I'm just. I'm. I'm really just. Well, I'm tired of that. Just to be honest with you. I. I, I am as well, and you know. Um, Men in general, like, we have to really take care of our social and emotional health. And that's basically being able to understand, like, our feelings and other feelings. And being able to, uh, to like, communicate effectively about our feelings. And a lot of times we don't talk about things. Um, and so, like, even with your current relationship, like, you have to speak to your partner. You have to let them know what's going on with you, what are you lacking, things like that. Because it may be something in which a person is lacking but it also goes back into what that particular male saw um, as he was coming up is it due to what he saw within his parents and his parents was out there was it peer group involvement meaning that all his friends um, had multiple girlfriends and so he felt like he needed to have multiple girlfriends or is it also a sexual issue meaning that he just feels like he just needs to have sex with multiple women so you, and then there's other factors, factors as well, too. But, but hey, you know, hold on, Jen. Jen, hold on. Jen, hold up. Hold up. I'm just throwing out. I'm going to keep it way now. Uh, look, I'm going to keep it way 100 funky. A lot of times, dude just get tired of that chick, and he just don't want to deal with her no more. It's just I, point and, blank. And just and like when a woman gets tired of a man, she gone. Yeah. And as a woman, I say this, 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 this took a lot of evolution of Jennifer, where I come to the realization that a lot of us as women, you have women out here, and just because I'm a woman, I can have expectations of a man to be a total 10, but I'm a 2. You can't be a 2 and want a 10 behavior. You got to be a 10 t- as well. So it comes both par, and you cannot blame mm-hmm. men. If you as a woman right. pick a broken man and you had way red red signs most of the time long before you ever found out they were cheating and you continue on, it is not all on him. It's on you. You picked a broken person, and you expect whole results. Yep. It doesn't right. work that way. I agree. I agree. I agree. And, and yeah, yeah, like right I said, there. that's why you you know you got to take care of your social and emotional health, man, because that will you know definitely help you to understand who you are and if you're ready for that level of commitment. And if you're not ready for that level of commitment, guys, I mean, I'm just saying, like, don't leave that woman on. All right. 
just be out there with the ones who just want to just be out there with you. You know what I'm saying? But if and you got somebody that's at home and just want you. Right. Women fantasize. They create, they, they pick a man and they create what they want him to be. And then when that person doesn't meet those expectations, you're disappointed. When if you are honest with yourself, you created the scenario in your mind of, of, of this person, and they weren't ever going to be that person anyway. There are good men out there that are faithful, that are nice, that are, you know, that, that want relationships and want to be and have health. I mean, y'all have healthy relationships. You know, you just uh-huh. as a women, we have to pick men like that and not pick these broken men. And the, for the men that are broken, like Al said, it's time for you to heal mentally, physically, socially before you go out and want to. Uh, what did Pot say? You gonna have you gonna have a generation that'll make the babies but hate the ladies, and and that's what I think right. that we ha- are seeing. Well, mm. I wish we can get our listeners to go back and listen to our good guy versus what was it, bad guy versus good guy. We had a show about yep. that. Yeah, uh, go mm-hmm. back and listen to that because that that breaks a lot of that down because these women and, then, uh, Mr. and Boring, men. So. Yeah, I missed the board. Yeah, go back and listen to that. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. a a lot of women and a lot of men, they pick what's exciting to the eye, what's um, arousing for that moment, and make bad life decisions with that that person. So, I mean, what you get, what you see is what you get, and what you get is what you deserve because you did it to yourself. Mm. Simple as that. Simple as that. But I I think we had a great show today, y'all, and we want to Send a big shout out to Mimi. Let's give a shout out to Mimi. I know my clapping. I gotta change this clap, y'all. Yay! Appreciate that, Mimi. Yeah, thank you. Y'all, y'all hear that? Sound like fish. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> God, I got man, that's a horrible clap. But anyway, shout out to Mimi for coming in and uh dropping some good conversation with us. Uh I, I tell you, uh I like this show. I think uh overall if we get the opportunity to explore a different aspect of this, because I do want to talk about that one with the man and the multiple, well, with a multiple man and one woman, that's that's interesting to me. I, I'm still my or mind just, is blown. Or by just it. have a, another man come in, you know what I'm saying? Like we really need to talk about yeah. that because, like I said, we never came across that where there are two guys yeah. or more than one guy within the relationship. So. Uh, Just to be honest I mean, with you, I think a brother would be fighting every day if that happened. Right. <laughs> no, these millennials are having it. It's called polynamory. I, I see the whole thing on MTV about it, y'all. It, they're, they're having I ain't no way. I guess we're the last generation of type dudes that we are. Huh. I mean... I mean, due to the age in which we're in now with social media and everything that they put in front of us as far as the media, like, people are, I'm not saying my peer group, because I don't know anybody in my peer group, but I'm just saying there are people who are trying new things and experiencing yeah. new things. So, uh, more power to y'all. Well, you know what, Al? Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know, man. I think we. I mean, I mean, just, I'm just thinking about how how messed up we are, man. I mean, seriously. 
Yeah. If, like, say for, I know our last show, if you got the opportunity to listen to our last show, we were talking about the, the great return. A lot of people are going back to the continent of Africa to live, do business, so forth and so on. If we were to move back to Africa, and not saying this is what's going on in Africa right now, because I think they've been, you know, they've been colonized. So they, they basically oh, yeah. in the same oh, yeah. boat as colonized. us, messed up mentally. Yeah. Um, but there are concepts and ideas that they may have over there that we're not used to. And I don't know if we could afford ourselves to be over there and try to push our value on them. Um, I don't know if we'd be ready to go back home with this. Hmm. Mindset. Now, I, I think Man. I think the mindset in which we should have going back if, you know, people are, you know, trying to move back is the understanding of where we come from, learning from, you know, the roots of the the people who are there. And trying to, you know, uh, find some type of culture that you can connect with over there. I think we should start that way uh, because, um, you know, this concept of this show, like, this is, like, further on down years. Down the line, yeah. Maybe yeah. a century or so or more on down because, you, you know, you still got the possessive mind state of people right now. You know, what's right, mine is right. mine and it's not yours, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, man, that's that's, yeah, that's deep, though, man. man. That's deep. Oh yeah, that's deep. Oh yeah. I, I enjoyed it, man. Well, you know, I know we got a few minutes left right here. Once again, if you're out there, and you would like to make a comment. You've been listening to the show up to this point, and you're like, man, I should have said something. We'll give you a few minutes to say something. The number is five one six three eight seven one five four two. Press the number one if you want to get in uh, these last few minutes. If not, we're gonna go ahead and shut this down. And we do appreciate yeah, man, each and every last one of our listeners. Huh? Right. We got some more things planned as well. Um, definitely tune in next oh, yeah. week um, as well yeah. for another exciting show. Uh, we will definitely get that information out to you guys very soon. Please follow us on Facebook at the Middle Me and Talk Show. Um, and you can definitely catch any updates there. You may definitely also place your comments under the event of today. As well, and sometimes we go back and we'll review some of those comments on the next show, depending on what was said. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Blog Talk. You can go to blogtalk.com and get you a listener page to where you will always receive these updates on when the next Middleman Talk Show will be um, coming out, man. Well, I want to give a shout-out to Clark's Credit Chat Late Night. I guess late night, they joined us over on the uh Chat board. So we do have a chat board if you guys ever want to get over there and converse with us uh, via our chat board. So uh, you can go to our website, like uh, I was saying on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, matter of fact, we do have a, a long list of shows that you can go back and listen to a lot of our older shows. So make sure you do that. Share it with a friend. Do all of that good stuff okay. right there. And uh, man, I'm excited for the next show. I think we're going to have, I know we're going to have a great show for you guys. Topics, uh, everything's going to be ready. Going down. Now we can go ahead and shut this one down, man. I, I'm, I'm still over here thinking about something right quick. I tell you, I just man, like I just expanded my mind today. But thank you for giving an hour out your day to listen to the Middleman Talk Show. That I actually Jen, man. like 59 minutes, 59 minutes a day or so. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out to Jen, too, man. And look, and look, guys, on behalf of your wives, don't be getting no ideas. 
I'm gonna tell y'all right. Oh, don't no, get on. Oh, no, don't oh, get on. No, 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 no. no, no. no I know one thing. Right I, I ain't finna. I, I'm. I'm not finna open up this can of worms. But <laughs> no. um, I'm. I'm. I know I'm wrong with doing this at the end of the show. But or uh, just being real, some men can't handle that many my, that many women. So you know, y'all y'all know, man, ain't nobody finna try to do all that. It's gotta be eight, like what, between twenty and one. <laughs> yeah, ain't got time for that. We too old for that. Gotta have strong Only little young cats do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, yeah, they can good. have that. Right. I can't right. Do, that. Do you know how many headaches that would be dealing with that many women? Play all right. I mean, the personality that down. you have to adjust to. You ain't lying, man. Oh, man, shoot. You can't satisfy one woman. Four, five? Oh, no. <laughs> Lord, no. y'all. Please, somebody help me. Help me. S-O-N. Help we- me. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.